All right, morning. What are we looking this morning? All right, good, good, yeah. Ready to go to pit? When, um, when Mac isn't at a practice like yesterday, do you change things around much today to cover anything that you would have done yesterday? Um, yeah, there's things. Yeah, there's things that he would need, sure. Um, but you know, we got to get everybody else ready too. You think he'll be out there today? <laughs> how does it? How does it? Oh, sorry. Um, how does it flow when when Brian is is there? How valuable is it to to have him to be? Yeah, he and you know Zappy both take their reps, and it's a good opportunity for them. Cam Hayward on that first play of their game last week. Mm -hmm. Just disruptive, right? And then. He's got a bunch of them. Yeah. Think thinking about it. When he came out in 11, did you have much? I mean, obviously you scout everyone, but did you have any story about him or did connection with him scout him coming up? No. No. He's been a hard guy to play against. He's a good player. Especially with him and Tuit in there. Yeah. Good front. Bill, um, Joe mentioned something earlier in the week when we had a chance to talk to him um, about how Mac kind of goes above and beyond in some different ways playing the position. And one of the things he mentioned was uh, in the week one game, you know, it, it, he ended up throwing a couple blocks on you know, blitzers, I guess, kind of coming down on the backside. Is that something that, that's coached? Or is that something that he kind of takes into his own hands in those situations. Yeah, I mean, some things like that are just instinctive plays. We we talk about all those things sometimes uh, sometimes after the fact depending on how unusual it is that they would come up. Uh, but yeah, no, we talk about them. Is that something that you that you want him doing? It's I, I don't know, it seems like I don't know if you feel like he might be putting himself in harm's way in a situation like that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same conversation we had last year in the Jets game, right? I don't, I don't remember. My memory's not great. What? He ran like 30 yards and pushed Damian into the end zone. Right. You know, and should he have done it? Shouldn't he have done it? You know, it's the same. I don't know. Again, there's a competitive play out there that every player has. Sometimes it's, you know, not really part of the normal play or assignment. But Yeah, I mean, we're not looking for him to be a lead blocker on plays. That's not really the. It's not really his primary role. No. But I mean, I think everybody respects his competitiveness and his toughness. You know, like a lot of the players that do things that are sometimes beyond what maybe their normal assignment would appear to be. What have you learned about Mac in, in terms of his mental toughness? <clears throat> did as a rookie, I think that's that's it right there. Bill, it seems uh, recently when you have gone down to or gone out to Pittsburgh, the games have been later in the year. Uh, I'm just curious that in the field team maybe a little bit more beat up because they play all the college and high school games there and so forth. The conditions high the field, kicking in that environment and, and, and playing on that surface, what are some of the challenge or what things that make it unique maybe from other settings? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, you know a few things. But every stadium has its own wind patterns and unique aspects. Um, they have theirs. So, fortunately, we have a very experienced kicker who's dealt with just about every type of uh, different situation you could come up with. So, I'm sure, Nick's as well prepared to handle it as as anybody. Obviously, a lot of memorable matchups against Pittsburgh over the years. Any particular one, particular one stand out to you when, when you think of this rivalry over the last 20 or so years? Uh, yeah, sure. But I think at this point, really, it's just all my focus is on this week's game and you know, trying to get ready. Here we go. You know, a little over 48 hours. And so let's really try to you know, crank it up for this one. Not worry too much about those other ones. So there were some good ones. There was the Halloween game. There was... But, all in the past. Bill, do you consider Pittsburgh an elite defense? And if you do, how does it change without T.J. Watt out there this weekend? Yeah, well, they're obviously a good defensive team. They played very well against, you know, very explosive offense in Cincinnati last week on the road. So, um, but they have their unique structure and their players that have their set of skills, and those are the ones we'll match up with. So those are the ones we are dealing with. Last week it was different players in a different scheme. Next week it'll be different players in a different scheme. We just take each one as it comes and um, prepare for that one. What are the challenges that Chase Claypool presents? Big, fast, really good hands. You know, big, big catch radius. Um, he's kind of always open. You know, like covering a guy like Gronkowski. Or no matter where you are on him, there's a place where he can reach and get the ball that you can't reach and get the ball. So. I know they use them in a variety of ways, down the field, catch and run plays, uh, hand on the ball, plays and things like that. So he's a big, big physical player, can block, block the point of attack, um, run hard, got to tackle, and a, you know, downfield receiver as well as a short and intermediate receiver. So he can get you a lot of different ways. Tough matchup. Bill, a number of players have mentioned this week they see, um, you know, a common theme throughout the years with the Steelers, their playing style, hard-nosed, physical, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, do you see those similar through lines going back all the way to Chuck Knoll in the 70s? And what other through lines do you see that are still as far back as I go? <laughs> as far back as I go to Chuck, to Bill, to Mike. So that's, yeah, Chuck was the last, um, I think that was his last game. Um, that was his last year when I was in Cleveland, and then Bill came in. Then Mike came in, so it's uh, as Steelers have a brand of football, and they've been very consistent in it through the years. And I think they deserve a lot of credit as, or as an organization for that that type of consistency that they've put out there, you know, through the head coaches and, and um, you know just their general playing style, regardless of exactly what the scheme was or who the quarterback was or so forth. But they've had a pretty consistent style there, and probably does go back to Coach Noel. Back when, I don't know, when did he start in the late 60s, early 70s, whatever it was. Um, he's definitely there in the 70s, so I, I forget exactly what year it was. 67, 68, I don't know, something like that. So three coaches over, how many years is that? 50. It's a lot. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mike's done a great job. 15 straight winning seasons. I mean, it's pretty impressive.
Are they unique in that sense? I mean, obviously different franchises have different brands of their own football and some more continuity or history, but you know, because of the ownership, you mentioned the three coaches, that to have that consistency with that particular brand, are they alone in that sense? I think they're, they're, they're one of the best at it, and, and their style of play has, um, say especially you know, defensively, since Bill, you know, since Cowork took over, it's been pretty consistent. So it's almost like you can look at a at a college player and say, "Oh, he would play there for the Steelers." You know, whether that's this year, five years ago, ten years ago, or twenty years ago. Um, you know, the player skills and and how they would use them, and you know, this would be a perfect Steeler. He would play this position for him. Uh, so they've had a lot of. Guys like that, you know, whether it's the speeded inside linebacker from, you know, Ferrier to Timmons to Shazier to Bush to Jack or the edge rushers from Kevin Green to, you know, all the Gildan to Harrison to and all the guys that go down there um, to Watt. You know, it's, it's kind of they have a lot of zone, good zone safeties, you know, Paul Malu and Fitzpatrick and, you know, guys that kind of play the same position. I'm not saying they're the same, but, you know, similar guys, similar positions, um, similar styles of play that have, you know, they've, they've gotten those guys and they've put them into their system and they know what they're looking for and they find them. So there's not too many teams that have been at that, had that kind of consistency over that period of time. I can think of. Does that make a pretty stark contrast? Uh, you just talk about the, the Pittsburgh defense versus what you saw last week. It feels like Miami's been like very man, you know, man to man heavy over the over the years. I don't know if that was true last week, but is a pretty significant change week one to week two here. Well, yeah, I mean they've had you know a lot of different turnover. There. I mean, Coach Saban was there and. Multiple offensive coaches, you know, Coach Philbin and Coach Gase more recently, and all that. I mean, so you know, there's been a lot of different offensive coaches, defensive coaches, different coordinators that came in with those coaches um, that they adjusted their play style to. So, you know, but I think when you look at, at a coach like you know Jimmy Johnson, whether he was at Dallas or Miami, it was consistent. Had he stayed at either one of those places? You know, for 20 years or whatever, like Coach Noel did, or that probably would have been the same for those that same period of time. And then when you saw, you know, coaches like Dave and and, um, and um, Norv become head coaches or take their systems to wherever they took them, San Diego, Washington, um, you know, Dave was in Cleveland, so forth. Those then there was a lot of carryover there. You know, it just branched out. So. Unfortunately, Jimmy just wasn't, you know. But yeah, so if, if one person stays there for a long period of time and then they, you know, turned over to somebody else or turns over to somebody else that follows that same pattern, then yeah, I think you're going to get that. Just, just not that usual to see. What are some of the differences conceptually you see from Matt Canada's offense uh, compared to, you know, the later later part of Ben's career? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a tough one. Um, it's almost the same one game, so we'll see how it evolves. Um, I don't know if you can put too much on that one game. Certainly, there were things that stood out in it. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know, a 
lot of matchups. I mean, obviously they have a good back, good tight ends, good receivers, um, you know, big, strong, athletic quarterback. So, but we'll see how that how they play us. Maybe they'll play us like they played Cincinnati. Maybe they'll play us differently. I, you know, we'll see. So, I think we're going to need a bigger, bigger volume to really answer that question. I'd hate to you know, be wrong on it. See how it develops, but we'll prepare for the things we prepare for, and if we have to adjust during the game, then we'll adjust. Final question, Bill. Earlier this week, um, Gerard Mayo said that he feels like you evolved to coach the modern NFL player. You know, he said back in the day he was totally different, which maybe overstated, may not be. Do you agree with that? And if so, why do you think it's important? Yeah, I'll I'll let Gerard comment on that. So, I'm not gonna evaluate my own performance or style or whatever it is. It's, Gerard's been here a long time. He's a pretty smart guy. Whatever his perspective is, it's probably pretty good. Just leave it at that. All right. Thank you.